What's up? It's episode 78 of the Chasing Points podcast, where your weekly honest dive into the world of sports. How are you? Happy uh, belated Thanksgiving to you, Sam and Brandon here. Brandon. Brandon. Yeah, because I Sam always, Sam's always speaking just, to me. God damn it. Just trying to make it more efficient, Brandon. I don't like it. Continue. Right. How was your Thanksgiving, bud? It was What's great. Didn't have to see you. That was the best Thanksgiving gift ever. Um, I uh, threw a football at a target that was Sam's face. It was glorious. I wow. um, No, Sam's Thanksgiving was great. Got to spend time with the family. Uh, split it with. Uh, I, that's one thing I do hate is split uh, holidays between families. Yeah, it's rough. First year of uh, doing that with uh, with the lady. So. But the food is good, so that's all that mattered. But it was a long damn day. How was your time, sir? It was good, man. We uh, in four days we had three Thanksgivings. Mm. Um, so that's uh, so I'm right there with you. It's a it's a challenging day, but uh, it was good to to see family and and friends and have some good uh, meals and uh, see my siblings and uh, you know have my kids had a blast. My daughter's first Thanksgiving. It was great. That's awesome. That's phenomenal. Yeah, man. And we also had a phenomenal week in the NFL. We're going to get right to it with our week 12 winners and losers and looking ahead. Uh, of course, we have our picks, uh, updated power rankings shake up for you, Brandon, and uh, some baseball news and some wonderful World Cup news. We're recording this Tuesday night, so um, you probably know the news already, but go USA. But yeah, uh, Brandon, let's kick it off. Winners and losers, you're first up. As always, the first time this year that I can actually say this is that right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just uh, they were able to pull out a win. I am just as shocked as probably all of you. Uh, and they won over the Seahawks, uh, who is a really, really good team, but they lost on a jailbreak from uh, Jacoby. Uh, What's his name? Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. Yeah, thank you. Losing my damn mind today. Uh, been a long day, so I'm I'm gonna be a little little off kilter. But uh, that run that he took off was wild. Derek Carr can finally cry about something good. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Happy for you, Derek. So you can see that uh, they they put forty on the board, and this is what this offense can do. And and the Seahawks are no slouches. We've seen what they've been doing. Uh, but also, I guess a co-winner in this one would be. Geno Smith right now, which I still can't believe this, but Geno Smith is leading uh, NFC right now as as quarterback for the uh, Pro Bowl. How he is that over Jalen Hurts, uh, it blows my mind, but sure, we'll we'll rock with that. Uh, but shout out to him right now for leading in that. Um, but yeah, that's my first one. Yeah, definitely uh, Geno needs to be in the Pro Bowl conversation, but to start, that's a little, little much, especially with what you're uh... – your Eagles have been doing, but definitely we'll we'll get to that too. But yeah, uh, Raiders offense. As you just you took the words out of my mouth when I saw you put the Raiders here. It's like this is the potential of this team. The Raiders are probably hitting themselves for not picking up Josh Jacobs' fifth year option um, because he. I mean, if if you went up against Josh Jacobs in fantasy and you won this week, congratulations because uh, he put up like fifty fantasy points. It was wild. Wild to see, um, but the Raiders still stink. So, um, my my uh, first one, you uh, you knew this before you even opened the uh, the rundown today, but it's it's my Jets. It's Mike F and White 
And uh, it's the Jets wide receivers. Mike White completed 22 of 20 passes for 315 and three touchdowns. Uh, we beat the really bad Bears team uh, 31 to 10. You know, uh, Mike White has one more, uh, one less touchdown than Zach Wilson in six or seven less games this year. So there's that. Uh, Jets uh, offense looked really good. The defense looked even better. Just really quick, efficient passes from Mike White. Uh, you, you saw the ability that this receiving core has in the run game. Showed you a little bit too with a, a rookie running back back there. But um, to see what Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore can do yards after the catch, they're special. They need to get the ball more. Um, and you really saw at the end of the game and the you know all week long how this team reacts to Mike White. And they were cheer- they were interrupting his press conference on the field. They're they're cheering for him. He's got this locker room's attention. I would not be surprised if we do not see Zach Wilson for the rest of the year. White's going to struggle. I don't think he's like the best quarterback ever, but I think he does all. And, and Salah said this: he makes the easy stuff look easy. He's doing all the right things. We're moving the chains. We're scoring points. It's good to see. Yeah, I mean, you guys got an adult in the room. Yep. Um, I, this is this is the opportunity, and if I'm Robert Sala, this is the conversation that I have with him. You see, you see what just happened with White out there. You see how the teammates all rallied around him and were so happy for him because he's genuinely just being a nice person. If that's not true, that's not true. I'm not asking you to not be be something that you're not. But if you really want this team to rally behind you you have to be the guy that is is going out there giving it all for your team and saying all the right things. This is a learning opportunity for him. So Dame and myself were, were talking about his contract being Zach Wilson. And we we're like, you know, does he does he start again? And it was like, yeah, he has to start again because of the contract that they gave him. There's no way that they're going to give up on him this early. Uh, but he's going to probably sit for the rest of the year and, and barring an injury, which I think even barring an injury, Joe Flacco will probably come in. And, and but it depends on where they're at in in uh, the standings, right? Because yeah. they they right now have an opportunity to be what seed would they be right now? If the, if it, uh, you could check that out on our Instagram, cool little graphic. But yeah, they're the seventh seed if if the playoffs started right now. So which is you know house we're playing with house money, but you said it, man. It's a growing experience, and how they're re- rallying around him is just as important as the product on the field, because this is a young offense, you know, a young offense, they're scoring points, they're scoring points for each other. It's good to see. Yeah. I I don't know what the future holds for Zach Wilson, but. Well, um, I I do because literally this is going, this is the, this is, he's on the seesaw right now. So it's going to go one or two ways. He either takes this on the chin and grows the hell up or he goes the opposite way and becomes like those quarterbacks that I mentioned last week. Yeah. The Carson Wentz's of the world, the Bakers, the Johnny Manziel's, the Josh Rosen's are uh, that's who you become if you go the opposite side. So he has a choice to make right now because he has the talent. He is technically he technically has a higher ceiling than Mike White. Right. Sure. But it doesn't mean anything if you can't get your teammates to be around you. You have to throw the ball to somebody. You have to have somebody to protect you. So if you're not doing the and saying the right things, it's it. So this is a learning experience for him. I, I think he can do it, but it's just he could be what I think he 
with his attitude, I think he can fall right down that path. I hope not because I actually like him as a quarterback when he is doing the right thing. Um, and I'm sure Jets fans <laughs> are saying, yeah, whatever, Brandon. Just keep my butt <laughs> out there. Um, my, my next pick and also Sam's next pick uh, is my Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they – the last time, well, let me just put this, give some context to this. Um, since Aaron Rodgers has been quarterback of the Packers, uh, my Eagles have not won. <laughs> <against them. laughs> uh, the last time they played was in Philly, uh, and Carson Wentz was the starting quarterback, uh, but he did not finish the game. Jalen Hurts did. Uh, so the first person that Aaron Rodgers, I remember very, very clearly, dapped up was Carson Wentz. And had a nice long conversation and they talked about it for like three days on like every sporting thing. Like, what did he say to Carson and blah, blah, blah. Cause that's when Carson was having that rough season. And then he got benched for the remainder of the year. Um, and then the next person he spoke to was Jalen. And so this time it was Jalen against Aaron Rodgers, And it was looking like the Packers were going to get blown out. My dad texted me and I said, hold on a second, dad I said, it's too early. Short enough after that, Packers put two touchdowns on the board. I texted him right back. I said, you see what I'm saying? Just hold up. Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but he wasn't Aaron Rodgers until he got – he was Aaron Rodgers until he got popped. And then the ribs were talking. Uh, so Jalen was able to get a, a victory over one of the GOATs. Uh, but the most impressive thing that happened was the record that he broke. Uh, which was the rushing record for a franchise uh, surpassing, here's the names, Randall Cunningham, Diamond McNabb, Michael Vick. To surpass those three guys in rushing, Sam, in a game, yeah. that is absolutely wild. Um, they ran over 363 yards, uh, which is <laughs> – they have the run game when they're able to fall back on that. And I, I've, I've watched what they've done is the, they pass a lot at first to kind of open it up. And then they sit back and rely on the run game in the later, the latter half of the game because people are tired at that point, but God damn it. They got to fix that, uh, that, that run defense and losing uh, my corner back there. Uh, oh, Gardner Johnson. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was t- out indefinitely. That's uh yeah. That's tough, man. They're saying he might be back because he has a lacerated kidney, but uh, sounds rumor, awful. <laughs> that sounds awful. Uh, but rumor is now starting to swirl about Malcolm Jenkins, uh, who former Eagle won Super Bowl with them. Uh, so I wouldn't be mad with that. Bring Malcolm back. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, Jalen with the uh, the Jordan Eleven Concords that was fresh on the field. That was nice. Yeah. But we'll save that for your other podcast. Yeah, yeah we're not the only uh, Eagle quarterback to wear that, right? What's McNabb, that? McNabb wore them with the the <clears> Eagle midnight <throat> green, and it had number five on his. So, oh damn! I don't recall that. Well, I, of course, I do. <laughs> just uh, yeah, of course. But just you know, we've been saying that. I feel like we've been saying this every week for twelve weeks now. Uh, the Eagles beat you every which way, and like Kenneth Gainwell scored the first touchdown, and they had. 360 plus yards on a Packers, an average at best Packers defense, but still you gotta you gotta get the yards, you gotta play the game there. Miles Sanders had 143 at you mentioned Jalen Hurts went 150 and 150. Like that's just the the amount of P 
people that have done that. That's just that's wild. So uh, I think that's just one of two quarterbacks, right, with a hundred plus rushing yards in a single quarter too, in the last forty five years. So like, yeah, man, this I don't. There's is there a, a better team in the definitely in the NFC? You could make a case, and you know they're right up there with the best teams in the AFC. I mean, this team is deep. They can like AJ Brown. Uh, you know, Devonta Smith is an afterthought. You're, you're, you're at times, which is just wild. Uh, and no Dallas Goddard, he's done for the year, right? No, he's not. Okay, well that's good. Um, but still, just it, all the different run, the uh, the running attack this team has, great offensive line, and you know, once you 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 mentioned the pass uh, rush, hopefully Jordan Davis, the big body, gets back in in under uh, under the middle there because. He is a definition of a run stopper, but yeah, man. If uh, you know, I have two cousins that are huge Eagles fans. I'm 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 riding this with them. I'm riding it with you. Um, it's it's been a lot of fun to watch this team, and they're my winner too. So there that goes. Yes, uh, agreed. Uh, my other winner is Sam's uh, dark horse last year, uh, the Bengals. Uh, they have turned it around, getting healthier. Uh, they honestly, to me, look better than they did last year, which is scary to say. Uh, this week, excuse me, this week the Bengals uh, beat the Titans uh, 20 to 16. Titans are no slouch. The Eagles got them this week. Uh, so I'd be wary of that. Um, but seeing what they are able to do, they are also a team that can beat you in multiple ways. And that offense is stacked. Just I would just continue to say T Higgins. Like it's just, yeah. it's just so crazy to me that everybody goes and he leaves a Jamar Chase, which rightfully so, you should. But they have T Higgins sitting right there too. Um, and I don't think Joe Mixon played. I think he's still injured. But when Joe comes back, you're adding another element to that offense. So they're starting to get healthy at the right time. Yeah, a couple people are still down, but that is scary for the AFC that these guys are just reeling off wins right now. Uh, and they're working their way back up that ladder. So uh, AFC, be wary of the Bengals because they're, they're coming, and Thurl Burrow is uh, on his way. Yeah, uh, Joe Joe Mixon got knocked out last week with a concussion, and Samaje Piran came in and just ran all over the, the Steelers. And then this week, you know, started in place of Mixon, had, you know, a, a decent game on the ground, 58 yards on the ground. 35 receiving yards. I think he's, yeah, scored a touchdown too. I mean, just, you know, deep team. T Higgins had another monster game. And this, you know, I don't even, I think Tyler Boyd got hurt or wasn't really a factor. Um, and then, you, I mean, Hayden Hurst, you have him there. But once Jamar comes back, just how explosive this, uh, you know, these two receivers can be. Because how do you, how do you not double team one of them? And then the other one can beat you. And Joe Burrow is, uh, we said it last week, he's looking like, you know, the number one overall pick. He's he's lived up to it for sure. He's a, he's a gamer. And uh, yeah, this offensive line too is 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 working well together. It took a took a bit, but there's cohesion there, and they're playing well for sure. And it, and you mentioned it. That Titans defense is 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 hard to play against, and that offense too. And uh, it's like a battering ram. When you have a battering ram in the backfield there, Derrick Henry, it's uh it's always a challenge. But um 
Vrabel's teams are, are coached up to play, and uh, it was a big win for the Bengals, definitely. Their time of year. This is what the, the Titans do this time yeah. of year. <clears throat> no, totally. Um, yeah, man, my last winner is the Jacksonville Jaguars. And uh, the first mentioned, the first-round pick, last year's first-round pick, Trevor Lawrence, uh, they scored 18 points in the final six minutes. They won 28-27 to 27 over the Ravens. I think this is the fourth big blown lead that the Ravens had this year in the fourth quarter. We'll get to that, get to them in a little bit. But this, uh, I mean, the the uh, the onions on on your boy uh, uh, Doug Peterson and just you know going for it and and Trevor Lawrence just looking like a just looking like a stud back there and Zay Jones having a big game and this is without even uh, you know Travis Etienne who hurt his foot and then came back and he was, you know, they just held him out for precautionary reasons. It sounds like he'll be fine to play this week, but you know, just, you know, a big, big moment in Jacksonville, big win. Uh, You know, I'm not sure they have a a chance really this year, but they will be one of these talked about teams, surprise teams next year. They're already playing like it. Um, And this, this division with Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry, another year older next year. Uh, this division is going to be wide open for them for sure. So Jaguars, my last winner there. Go right into your last loser. First loser. Uh, you mentioned them before, the Green Bay Packers. And we're, yeah, I got Aaron Rodgers in there too. Aaron, it came out last week that he had a broken finger. He's been playing with a broken finger. Cool. You want to play. You're playing for nothing. You have a broken finger, whatever. But, you know, you want to do it. It's fine. Now he's got a rib injury. He's going to try to play through that. So they play this week and then they have a bye next week. But Jordan Love looked pretty good. He's six of nine, went six of nine for 113 yards. He threw a bomb to Christian Watson for a touchdown. I just, Hayes, is it, you know, I know this is a huge talking point in the media this week, but like, is it time to just have Aaron sit down for a little bit? If you know, you can't really get out of his contract. I think if he retired this year, his cap hit is enormous. Even next year, it's it's a it's a big number. You're gonna have to make a decision on Jordan Love's fifth year option soon. I you know, the the Packers are what four and eight, I believe. Um, you know, is it time to just uh see what Jordan Love is in this offense? And well, first what, what's your first, take on these Packers? First things first, he didn't throw a bomb to Christian Watson. Christian Watson. I'm going to defend my Eagles defense. It was a it was a cross that he took it up and okay. made sixty three yards. So you're fair. That's fine. Play. It was a big play by Christian Watson. It was a huge play. Um, they exposed the Eagles directly over the middle, which seems to be a weakness as of recent. Um, but he looked really good, and I do think that uh, if I'm the Packers and not knowing what Aaron Rodgers wants to do as an organization. I'd be seeing what he can do for the rest of the year because I think statistically the Packers are still kind of in it, but let's be realistic. They're really not in it, right? Even if they somehow, some way have a chance to get in it there, what are they going to do? Um, I don't see them doing much. Uh, their defense is, 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 has been good, but this year not that great, but that's probably because the offense stinks. Um, and that's with Aaron being on there and all the controversy, but these young guys are coming into, uh, their roles and filling in and looks like they're filling out pretty well. But I, I honestly would just let Jordan love play. 
and see what Jordan Love really, really has. And, and this is being that they're still in con, quote unquote contention. I would put him out there to see what he really has. Be like, if we have this guy, is he going to be next? I don't give it at this point in time. I don't give a damn what Aaron Rodgers says. I know he is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, but he's won one Super Bowl since he's been there his whole entire career. One. All right. Not saying Super Bowls are just easy. They're gimmies or anything like that. He's won one. He's only been to one. So I, I think that that says something itself. I also said something about the people that they put around him, but he did also have Devonta Adams, Devonte Adams, excuse me. Um, and he's partially the reason that he left too. So Jordan love all the way. I'm riding, I'm riding out with Jordan love, give him a chance to see what it is. So we can finally see what this could be moving forward. Yeah, no, t- totally. Uh, the, Looks like as of right now, the Packers are 11th. Remember, there's seven teams that make the playoffs now. Um, the first the first team, the best team gets the bye. But they're 11th. They're third in the NFC North. And the, the Lions are ahead of them. I think it's probably a tall order. I mean, the NFC is, is I mean, anything could happen, right? But, uh, you know, it's probably a, they're all but playoffs chances are all but done. So why not play the kid? I totally agree. Devontae Adams, you let him walk. Jamal Williams combined, the two of them have more touchdowns than the entire Green Bay offense this year. And you use the second round pick to replace Jamal Williams when you drafted A.J. Dillon. Just, you know, uh, it's get the ball to Aaron Jones, too. Come on, guys. Let's play Jordan Love. That's it. That's all I got. (laughs) Uh, What I got for you is how disrespectful the commander's organization is, how disgusting it is. Uh, and it will continue to be with Dan Schneider uh, heading this, uh, whatever you want to call this, this cesspool. Uh, but the commanders, uh, it was the 21st or 20th anniversary for Sean Taylor. Um, 15th. 15th. Okay. I'm way ahead. Uh, but they, had an opportunity and they were unveiling a what what people thought was going to be a statue a bust of sean taylor and once they reveal it it was basically a jersey with shoulder pads on a models figure to show you what it looked like it was probably one of the most disrespectful things that i've ever seen especially with the fact that you have an anniversary of a guy that could have been uh, one of the greatest ever defensive players. Uh, life was taken uh, way too short. Um, but the fact that this is all you do and then you profit off of this every year, you put a patch on the jersey every year and you make this money off this and you tribute by putting a jersey on shoulder pads and put it in a case and that's it. No shoulder, I mean, no, no, statue no bust nothing like that this is absolutely disgusting to me a guy that has literally helped and changed some defensive mind uh, defensive minds that are in the game right now he he shaped the game in a certain way more than people would know if you don't really watch or haven't watched sean taylor and what he did in his short time he literally changed how some safeties play uh and it's it's just really sad that they did this to Sean Taylor like that. So I, I wish I had Dame on here to go off because I know he absolutely yeah love to go off on this right now. Um, but yeah, they 
they have to do better, but they won't do better until Dan Schneider leaves. That's that's the reality of it. I, I saw this on Instagram. I really thought, you know, I think I sent it to you. We we talked about it, but like there was a side by side of the Pat Tillman Memorial. There's a <laughs> there's the Eagles built a statue for a play from a backup quarterback that won them a Super Bowl. And then you have, it's like, you can't even say like, it's a Macy's mannequin. Like it, like Macy's mannequins look so much better. I'm sure. I don't even know if the university of Miami has something for Sean Taylor is my ignorance to not look before I make this comment, but I'm sure if they did, it's a billion times better than what this is. They put a Nike Jersey on him. Nike didn't have the Jersey. That's not his Jersey. He did not wear that Jersey. Reebok pants, Adidas soccer cleats, and black gloves, which apparently he never wore. He never wore black gloves. I got this from Matthew Barry's Instagram. He's a, a huge uh, Washington football team fan, commander fan. Um, but, like, just, yeah, you, you nailed it, man. I mean, we could spend the whole podcast on the disrespect of and the just the status of this once, you know, legendary franchise that over the last 25 years has just you know, just fall in the way that FedEx field is falling. Like it's, they're just a mess. It's a shame. Sean, you, Sean Taylor was the man. It was a really sad day. I still think all the time of the first, I don't remember who they played, but when the Redskins, the then Redskins came up on the field, play defense and they didn't, they, they only uh, had 10 guys on the field and they left that strong safety spot empty. And, you know, they took the penalty or, you know, they declined the penalty of the offense, but, like that's that moment was st like still gives me goosebumps. That was such like, you know, it was a shame. He was in his prime. He was one of the best. He was going to go on to be one of the best safeties ever. Uh, defensive players, um, definitely. And it's a shame that that he's got a dollar store uh, mannequin in a glass case with the sticker still on the glass case. Anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, I lost my train of thought because I'm that upset. The Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore converted. They're my next loser. They converted only 51% of their red zone trips into touchdowns this season. That's the 24th low, uh, 24th in the league. They were over 60% last year or, or the last three years with Lamar as a starter. And uh, four teams in the NFL or four teams in NFL history have led. Um, by more than one possession in each of their 11 games. Three of them were 11 and 0. I know for a fact the Saints and the Packers in 09 and 11 won the Super Bowl. And here you have the 7 and 4 Ravens. Even Justin Tucker could not bail them out. And to put, why not attempt a field goal with Justin Tucker from 67 yards? Because yeah. if anyone ever can do it, it's that dude. Yeah. But you know, just another like fourth quarter blowout. Um, you know, just I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. I didn't watch this game. I don't know who to point fingers at. But uh, you know, as I mentioned with the the Jaguars up at the top, eighteen points in the final six minutes, uh, unanswered there. So it's just a you know a problem. At least one hardball hardball won this weekend. Yeah, um, we'll get to that big win for Michigan. But uh, the uh, it's it's just it's just like it always does this every single year with the Ravens, and I, I'll make it very very quick because I 
have a lot I want to say about that, but it's like the Ravens always start off hot. Lamar's in the MVP conversation. Then we get towards the middle portion of the season, and then they have these what-the-hell moments, like how they lose to them. Then they always lose a key receiver. Then they get a key receiver back, and then they're a guessing game for the rest of the season. That's where we're at right now. They're a guessing game for the rest of the season. If they're going to win, they're going to lose. We don't know. This is the Ravens. This has been the Ravens ever since uh, Lamar has come there, and I'm not saying that to say that Lamar is the problem. I'm not. There are certain situations, certain times he is, but I'm not saying that they're the pro- he's the problem in totality. Um, it's just it's just really sad because I really, really enjoy the Ravens, and I enjoy the hard-nosed football that they play, but damn, they got to get Lamar receivers. They have to get him receivers. I don't care if Hollywood was there or not. They need to get him receivers that complement him. They need to game plan more around his game and structure around it and allow him because he can pass the ball um, to do certain things. I just don't know how, I mean, I, I have ideas of how they could do it, but they're just really disappointing. Um, not as disappointing as the Broncos. Uh, let's ride. Um, let's cry. Yeah. Uh, this week on uh, the Broncos suck, Russell Wilson uh, was screamed at by Mike Purcell. Uh, D D tackle, uh, <laughs> absolutely spaz on him as he's walking off the field, and you can just see it was just like all I saw to myself was like, you know, when you you're not supposed to be doing something, and your parent catches you when you're a kid, like you you know you wanted those, those cookies or whatever, and then you finally like put your hand in that, and they catch you, and they just yeah. lose their absolute mind on you, like I told you not to get the cookies, put the goddamn cookies down, like that's what it felt like. And you were just like, oh, okay. That's like Russ's response. He was just like, I, I got you. I, I, I got you. And, and then they asked him what he said after. And he said, let's effing go. Uh, because the defense is a top defense in the league. And the offense is not complimenting that defense. And if it just could be, you know, 30% better, the Broncos could have been somewhere. But they're not. And I know people on the team are absolutely pissed. It's funny, Sam. I saw a meme and they said, <laughs> it, or they, they put a voiceover that said, if you say Broncos country, let's ride again. <laughs> when he was when he was screaming at him, I was just like, this is hilarious. But it's, it's not hilarious at the same time, too, because this is like harnessing Russell's career at this point in time. He, yeah, obviously, he'll be there next year with his contract. So he can wipe this season away, but this is going to be a stain on his career. And with all the players that are coming out and talking about how he was as a person in Seattle, and I mean numerous players, I think the narrative about this uh, crispy, clean guy uh, is is taking a turn. Whether it's right or wrong, I just I just don't know. I also blame some of this on the Daniel Hackett too. So I, I, I was going to say you by, by saying like it, it's ruining his tarnishing his legacy, that would imply that like he's in a situation and it's, I mean, how we don't know. We're not in the locker room. We're not on the field. We're not on the sidelines. We don't know how much of quote unquote his 
the fault lays on him. I mean, you have a quote unquote offensive guru as your head coach and you can't, you're scoring 14.6 points a game. So like, and the defense is playing well and they lost Bradley Chubb and they're still playing well and they're holding teams. I think what I put down uh, 17.6 points per game. And if they only score, I've said this, I've, I think I've said this like three times over the year. Like if they've only scored 18 points, they'd be like nine and something like whatever, nine and three or something like that. They can't if they only, but they can't. He threw for four, 4.1 yards per attempt on Sunday. Uh, As I mentioned, 14 points per game. Now 200 quarterback, uh, 20 quarterbacks have thrown 300 passes this year. Russ is 20th in TDs, 20th in completion percentage, and 19th in QB rating. It's week 12. He has um, 10 touchdowns. Carson Wentz has seven. Carson Wentz hasn't played in like six weeks. So it's just kind of like who's, I mean, Hackett's, Nathaniel Hackett's gone. He's got, I don't want to talk about dudes losing their jobs and their livelihood and all of that, but the I, the Walmart family owns the Broncos now. They did not hire Nathaniel Hackett. I don't believe they made uh they made the trade for Russ. Like I don't believe they were owners yet. Not that I don't. I I think to your point, you can't get rid of Russ. Just salary wise, you can't. He's not. I don't think he's cooked by any means. But he's just you know. And again, I don't think. And you said it. I don't think he's a malicious dude. He's just a phony. He's just like he just tries too hard to like this clean cut image or like try to be the cool kid because he bought like, you know, like he's he thinks he's cool, but he's just not cool because he's just like. I don't know. I can't finish the analogy, but it's just (laughs) he's just I don't know. I don't want to say something like I I don't really even know, but I. The he's dude's just corny. Just he's then, just yeah. He's just corny. corny. He's just he's a corny dude. He's he's always been that. He's been a corny dude, but he was winning when he was being corny. So it was kind of like overshadow. And he he was he's also swaggy on the on the field. So that that adds to it. Like he he looks pretty stylish for a quarterback, and he was out here slinging the ball. Right. He's got he makes catchphrases because he knows he's gonna make money off that. Yes, he's a good stand up guy from from the things that he's done, and especially in the community when he was in Seattle, but. He's just corny, and it's it, and it's to your point. It's like he, he he's corny. He's phony it, to me because it yeah. just seems like he puts on this facade of you know like he's just squeaky clean and and that when people do that it immediately makes me think okay so what are you really hiding from me because you're being this goddamn squeaky clean, um, but not my not here for me to judge. I could care less about what he's doing uh, with the Broncos. I, I enjoyed him when he was with the Seahawks, but yeah, I don't care what he's doing with them, but I think Nathaniel Hackett also is gone. So I agree with you on that one. Um, closing out losers. is a guy that's not normally a loser, uh, but he's been a loser this year. Uh, and I will shoot him some bail because, you know, he's the greatest quarterback ever. Um, so I'll shoot him some bail. Uh, he may have had a divorce or something like that. Um, that was, you know, public, uh, just, just saying, you know, factors happen. So I, I, I genuinely think that this team has been trying to get it back. And you just look at Tom and Aaron, when they go to these pressers, 
and their body language says so much to me. It's it's like they're not fully in it, which you've never seen that from either of them. Like, yeah, Aaron has always been kind of like, you know, whatever at the podium and says what he has to say, but his body language is just saying like, I'm just done. Like, I'm going to say all the right things because I know I'm supposed to say the right things, even though Aaron Rodgers doesn't always say the right things. Uh, but it, it just shows to me like, damn, like these dudes are really, they're out of it, bro. They're, they're gone. And I think, I hope for Tom's sake that he retires this year, after this year. Because I, you and I both know and think what is probably going to happen is Tom's going to come back for another year. <laughs> and he's just going to look worse. Now, he's not, he's not bad, bad, but the team in totality is bad. Um, you have aging players all around you. You don't have your offensive line. Uh, it's it's a defensive-minded coach, and the defense doesn't even seem to be there right now at this point in time. It's just a lot of factors going into it. And the Bucks this week, uh, losing against the Browns, 23-17. to 17. I, I think it says it, it says it all to me, and it's going to continue to say it all. If they lose to the Saints this week, uh, I'm I'm just gonna flat out say just pack it up and and it's very possible because ever since Tom has gone to play for the Bucks, he's had a hard time with them. I think he's only beat them once since he's uh, gone down there. Uh, so sad to see. I just really hope because you know what I mean, Sam. Like there's there's some players that just don't know when to give it up, and I I feel like he's just one of those players that just doesn't know. Like this is all I know. It's all yeah. I like. It's you know, you know it's uh the Bill Belichick model. You know, rather give up on this dude a year earlier than a year too late. And I mean, you're seeing it. We'll we'll get to an, uh, another dude who's announcing his retirement in baseball for next year, and it's just kind of like, shouldn't you have already done that? But these guys, this is their lives. This is what they've done their whole life. They don't know anything better, uh, you know. And they're really good at it. And they've been surrounded by people their whole lives telling them that they're really good at it. Uh, Tom Brady up seven points. In the final two minutes of regulation, entering Sunday was two hundred and eighteen, and oh, he lost on Sunday two eighteen and one. But you're saying like up at the podium, dejected, you know it. The edge, that psycho mentality that that made him great, that work ethic that made him great, that made Kobe great, that made MJ great. You're just you're seeing him take the foot off the gas. He's in a high pro he was in a high profile marriage, now in a high profile divorce, probably to one of the most uh recognizable women in the world. And he's probably, if not LeBron, Michael Jordan, Kobe, he's one of the most recognizable athletes in the world. And you know, you're you're seeing it, but you're you're seeing him not show up to practice, going to weddings, do all of this stuff that like the old Tom Brady wouldn't do. And yes, he deserves it. He's won all these rings. He's, you know, he's he's automatically in the Hall of Fame. He was in the Hall of Fame 10 years ago. But like you're just seeing him take the foot off the gas and this is what you're getting. And it's just it's just sad because it's, you know, that's he's not going to be really remembered for all of this cuz you're going to look at him, you're going to remember the 20 years in Foxborough and and you know the Super Bowl in in Tampa. 
but it's it's kind of it's sad to see you know players you know Joe Th- uh Joe uh Joe Namath not Joe Namath Joe Namath on the Chiefs Joe Montana you know on the Chiefs Johnny Unitas playing in a different uniform uh you know it's just it's hard to to see this stuff but it's probably gonna you're probably right he's probably coming back next year and that, that like that's it man you know it's we'll see if this team's not getting any better um but they, I don't know if they pack it in because they are literally in the playoffs right now with a losing record. And the Falcons are near, you know, close, but like they could easily make the playoffs going under 500 right now. Which is sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, really sad. But uh, I mean, it is what it is with them. I, I mean, we'll, we'll find out and see what, what happens uh, with Tom. But I, I firmly believe he's going to come back for another season, which he probably shouldn't. He should probably just, you know, ride this on out into the sunset but he's he's definitely going to be one of those dudes but that's that's the end of our winners and losers for week 12 uh we will it will definitely be returning back for week 13 i'm pretty sure of that <laughs> uh, but sam has put and moved this up in our rankings of things that we talk about and it's do you care so sam lead us in real quick do you care one of them was sean taylor of course we we care about that. Uh, but Sean Payton said this week, former coach of the uh, Super Bowl champion Saints, Sean Payton said, at some point, the NFL is going to a lottery system. Do you agree? Do you care? Well, when you say lottery system. I, I assume he's talking about like the NBA or the NHL. You know, I, I, ping pong I, balls. I, I hope they don't because I like it the way it is. I, I hope they don't. Because it this this way is, I like it. is is it's tender that people can just move and trade around pieces like that. I don't I don't I hope they don't do ping pong balls. Just leave it for. Sometimes you don't need things to go across all sports. Just just allow it to be where it is and just let the NFL do what they're doing right now. It's if it's it's not broken, so just continue to allow it to go where it goes. That's it. Yeah, I uh I probably don't want to see it happen. I uh, you know. The one thing you, you kind of see is though it may be the smart move to tank in certain situations, it's, you know, uh, coaches don't quit. Players don't quit. You know, you're, you're seeing that you, we talked about this with Jeff Saturday, right? Like just uh, put Matt Ryan back in there. Teams winning games. They're in games. Jonathan Taylor looks alive again. The offensive line is playing better. You know, they've, they've lost some big pieces, but they're, they're going to play, even though it would benefit them to have a top 10 pick and draft a quarterback, you know, but that, you know, the, you're not, these players, they're not going to quit. I mean, Adam Gase once beat the Rams when he wasn't supposed to, and we lost Trevor Lawrence. So it's just kind of like, you know, we're not going to, you can't tell Adam Gase to not win that game, but the jets won that game. And now Zach Wilson's our quarterback. But anyway, uh, Last one, speaking of quarterbacks, after serving an 11-game suspension and not playing a meaning, meaningful football game in over 700 days, Sean Watson is active on uh, NFL roster for the first time in years. And on Sunday, he's in Houston. Do you care? Words are hard today. Words are very hard. I get it. It's, I'm right. exhausted. It's hard for me today, too. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I'm right there with you. Um I mean, I do care because I want to see what what he's like coming back after not playing in, in over 700 days. 
Uh, I sent it to you earlier, uh, which is rumored right now that there's apparently going to be some of his uh, accusers slash victims uh, there in a press box. Um, how true that's going to be, don't know. That's that's the rumored uh, situation. Uh, I just think it's going to be. It's it's. I said it when I said it when he got a suspension, and now here we are. I said this is going to be perfect for the NFL because we've had multiple weeks up to this point in time, right? For it, it's now going to be week thirteen. We have multiple weeks, multiple things, multiple storylines happen, and we didn't talk about Sean Watson once until this week. And now, what do you think is going to happen? It's going to be talked about probably the middle. So when this comes out from Wednesday on, it'll probably be talked about leading up to the game of him starting to play. And then it's going to be once he plays, it's he's going to be talked about a lot if he's starting. Sam believes he's starting. I don't know what they're going to do. I guess we're just going to have to see. Um, but I do care about this because obviously all of the attention that this situation has uh, has gained and just to see from a football perspective what he looks like so i do care yeah i mean i i care from a football perspective because he is a dynamic player but um you know this this whole situation is i mean we covered it extensively from when the accusations happened up until suspension i'm just just tired of it i don't want it to go away i still think the browns made a mistake setting their franchise back by trading all those picks and get more importantly guaranteeing this guy all this money you know 23 ish 20 more than 23 accusations of you know sexual misconduct or you know i don't know the exact term that was given but you know it's 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 a gamble i mean it from a football perspective if you win a super bowl does it matter you know, you look at the Rams now, they won last year. Does it matter? Um, but, you know, it's it's certainly not a good look. But just like anything else in this league and in this new cycle and in this country, it will it'll be news until the next thing happens. And then and we will, be it'll be a footnote. Yeah. But uh, what is going to be news won't be news next week is our picks of this week um, for week 13. Uh, Sam, let's run this down, man. Go ahead. Yeah, man. Uh, Thursday night football on Amazon Prime. The Buffalo Bills head to Foxborough to play the Patriots. We both have the Bills in that one, so we won't uh, waste. What's that? Bills win by two touchdowns. Calling it now. Ooh, there you go. Hot take. Well, that's not really a hot take. Um, the Washington Commander football team is in the Meadowlands to play the Giants. I have Washington. You have the Giants in this one. Just real quick. Uh, I don't. I don't get either of these teams, but I just think the Washington team is is definitely more talented or at least on the field right now. The uh, the Giants, all things considered, <laughs> played well with what they put on the field on Thanksgiving. Um, and I thought it was close at the end. I was I was rooting for them to beat the Cowboys. But uh, I just think uh, Heineke is like five and one since becoming the starter. The team's playing well. Brad Robinson had a big game. I'm going with the commanders. Uh, if Brian Roberts brings that big ass hat to that game, they're losing. Um, but I, I have Saquon, Saquon shredding this defense, even though they have one of the best run defense. 
I think if he can do that, uh, they will win, and they will win by a field goal. I don't have them winning by too much, but I have the Giants pulling it out by a field goal, but can 100% see the Commanders winning this game too because they've been hot. They've absolutely been hot. Yeah. Uh, I, I love Brian Robinson's quote about the big hat. It was like, my friend's got a big hat company. Hit me up if you want a big hat. It was just great. Apparently, they cost like seven, they start at like 75 bucks. I don't know. Uh, Pittsburgh. Oh, no, I missed one. Uh, Denver Broncos at the Baltimore Ravens. We both have the Ravens there. I don't, you know, I mean, we just spent 10 minutes on the Broncos and the Ravens, but uh, Pittsburgh at Atlanta. I'm going the Steelers here. You have the Falcons. I just think the Pittsburgh Steelers are better. Kenny Pickett, you know, had a, a, a nice game uh, Monday night. They beat the Colts. Um, you know, the running game is is banged up for the Steelers, but George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Fryer Muth, uh, I, you know, I just think the Steelers, you know, and didn't even mention the defense. I think the Steeler team is better. Uh, just, I don't believe in either of these teams, but I just, Cordell Patterson, I feel, has a big game in this one. That's it. There you go. Uh, speaking of Cordell Patterson, his old team, the Minnesota Vikings host, the New York Jets. I'm going Minnesota here. I really want to pick the Jets just to be a homer. And I'm excited about Mike White. And oh, you have the Jets. I will do it for you, Sam. That, you always do it for me. I got the Jets. Yeah, you'd be bailing on your see, – see, everybody, just, just go back to the episodes. Just go back and see how Sam doesn't pick his team. And I'm always like the guy like, you You guys got it. Don't worry about it. Encouraging. I understand, Sam. You're a Jets fan and you know the real thing. I'm just trying to lift you up, okay? Put you I appreciate you. Always yeah. keeping me grounded, yes. bro. And, uh, they have a chance in this game. And and Vikings, all they have to do is shut down Justin Jefferson, which is not a easy task to do. But if they can, then they win the game. And that's it. Sauce and uh, Jefferson, that's going to be fun to watch, man. It is. Definitely. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars in Detroit to play the Lions. I have the Jaguars here. You have the Lions. I, I like both these teams a lot. They're definitely going to be, as I mentioned before with the Jaguars, teams to watch next year i just you know i'm just going jaguars here uh i like the lions <laughs> that's, that's it. fair man that's it hey uh green bay at chicago i have the packers uh you have the bears if justin fields plays um you're hopeful if you're a bears fan uh if that they play but um i, I don't know i just think this packers team regardless Who's under center is just better than the Spares team right now. Uh, ten- yeah, go ahead. Doing it for my family that lives out there. There are no other Bears fans, and they need. There it. you go. Love All it. right, this is gonna be a fun game to watch, man. Uh, the Titans could give your Eagles uh, definitely a run for the money, especially if the running uh, the the run defense is as shoddy as it's been in recent weeks. Stop right there! You could have gave a run free money. You had it perfect. It was a perfect way to lead into that one because they're going to get ran all over uh because of derrick henry because nobody can stop him Sam. so but the that's <laughs> that said we both have the eagles yeah. uh seattle at the rams uh the rams are just a mess man we both have the C- uh seattle seahawks there aaron donald's got a high ankle spray now like just shut it down uh shut it down man uh your dad's miami dolphins in san francisco this is going to be a fun game too the first real test for uh, Miami. I don't think they've beaten a, a team with a winning record in a while, but uh, in San Francisco, I 
I went back and forth on this. I'm going to say Miami, though. Tua, since coming back from nearly dying, uh, has been been great. And in the last 15 games that he's started and finished, he's 14-1. and one. Um, So I'm going Dolphins there. So are you. Uh, as well. I'm, I'm not going against them right now. I know the night. This is going to be a really, really good game, though. A really, yeah. really good game. Dude, a lot of great games because this one's going to be great, too. Kansas City. Uh, at Cincinnati, Jamar Chase is probably back. We both have the Chiefs here, but this is definitely gonna, you know, uh, be vibes of uh, uh, the division game last year. That the uh, was it the title game or the divi- no, yeah, it was the um, division game last year. The Chiefs and the Bengals. It's gonna be yeah. a good game. Wait, no, was no, wasn't the division game the Chiefs Bills last year? Yeah, you're right. It was a conference. Yeah, it was yeah. a conference game. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, going to be a fun game to watch. And none of these games are in primetime. But keep it going there. We both have the Chargers in Vegas beating the, the Raiders there. Sunday Night Football, Dallas is hosting the Colts. We both have the Cowboys there. And Monday Night Football, the New Orleans Saints are in Tampa, as you mentioned before. I have Tampa. You have New Orleans. Yeah, I just, the Saints have, as I mentioned before, they have, Tom's number since he's been down there, but I I don't have any faith in the Saints whatsoever. Not oh. one bit. Not one bit. So yeah. No Marshawn Lattimore in this game. So we'll see there. But hey, uh it's time. Brandon's top 10 power rankings through week 12. Brandon, who you got at number 10? Your Jets. Woo! Four. Uh they have cracked the top 10. Uh they're playing extremely, extremely well. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure when we started the season, uh, started this uh, podcast and did our, our, our season preview, you didn't have the jets having a record like this at all. Uh, So I'm, I'm happy that you can enjoy that, but I'm just happy to see the jets do something. They, they are likable, even though some of some of the fans, especially living here are unbearable. Um, but I can deal with it, uh, because I'm an Eagles fan and a lot of people say that about Eagles fans. So just got to deal with it. Uh, big drop this week was the Titans uh, because they lost the Bengals. Uh, so I had to put the Bengals ahead of them, which you'll see where they're at. Uh, but the Titans are seven and four. They're not going anywhere. As I mentioned earlier, this is their time of year. So they do what they got to do. Uh, this is this is this is still crazy to me because of their record. Why I have them all the way down here. But the Vikings are number eight and they're nine and two. Uh, yeah, they only have two losses and they're all the way down here. I know that sounds wild, but the way that they lose games, it it has shown me in the two big blowouts that they've had, uh, the two losses that they had were against two NFC East uh, teams, the Cowboys and the Eagles, and both of them stopped Justin Jefferson, which says to me, when he is shut down, they go nowhere. And that's saying a lot. Um, so I don't really have faith in them. I never really had faith in Kurt Cousins, Kurt, excuse me, Kurt Thuggins. Uh, but um, we'll see where this goes. Uh, the Bengals, they have jumped up to the seventh spot. Uh, they're seven and four. As I said earlier, they are continuing to increase uh, their play. They're looking better, and they're only going to get healthier, which means they're going to get scarier. So watch out for them. I can guarantee in a couple of weeks they'll probably be uh, in the top five. It's just possible. Uh, Bills are at six, eight, and three. Wild to say that that I have the Niners who are ahead of them at five, uh, seven, and four. Uh, but the Bills have looked a little too shaky uh, for me. We, we, Sam and I, have watched them live against his Jets. 
Uh, we got to see what they've done. Josh Allen, uh, I, I don't know what is going on there, but what he did this week with Diggs, he just needs to get the ball to Diggs. That's all you need to do, and <laughs> you can win from there. If Once you start doing that, I guarantee they'll be back in my top three. Um, the Niners, I've been wishy-washy with the Niners. Uh, they just put up, what was it, just 13 points uh, this week? Yeah. Uh, Shut so out the Saints. Against the Saints, yeah. So it's things like this make me weary of them, which is why I kind of like really, really have flip-flop with them. Um, and I'm, I don't know – Right now, they're because they're winning and they continue to win. Uh, and the pieces that they add, they're at five, but they can easily drop down. And I can see that happening very, very soon, just depending on what happens. They kind of have a murder row coming up. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, Dolphins, number four, eight and three. Sam mentioned it. Since two has been back, these guys don't lose. Uh, they haven't skipped a beat. He's super accurate. I think he's still the most accurate quarterback in the league right now for the season. Uh, and they just have a track meet every time they throw the ball. So good luck trying to cover that. Uh, number three, uh, the Cowboys. Since Dak has come back, they have become uh, the top scoring offense again. So this is two years in a row. Uh, they are out here putting numbers on teams. They did, though, again, this is why they're a little shaky for me, too, is they were – the Giants were in it. Yes, it's a rivalry game. They're going to do it. But I think they could have blown the Giants out and should have blown like, the Giants. Point them away, yeah. Some of the injuries that they had, but they allowed the Giants to stay around, and that makes me a little weary about the Cowboys. And I think that's one of the things that, that is holding them back is they sometimes don't put teams away when they need to put them away. Um, and And – I'm not going to pinpoint which one. Oh, well, you hear my dog shaking. Uh, which <laughs> not going to pinpoint which one uh, it is uh, because it, I don't know what is the the problem. Uh, now, this one has been these two have been flip flopping for me a lot recently, uh, and this week I had the Chiefs as number two because they didn't look so chief like this week. Um, if I'm being honest, they didn't. Uh, they doesn't mean they 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 lost. They still won. They're nine and two. Uh, and they still are the, the cream of the crop for the AFC. I, I do believe a lot of people, as I mentioned to Sam before, I've talked about this off air with other people as well, too. I think people have fatigue of Patrick Mahomes right now uh, because he's just so good and they continue to be at the top every year. Uh, but he's still doing this and people really aren't talking about him. And I can honestly say that like people really are not talking about the Chiefs the way they should be. And if I'm them, I'm happy that's happening. But I have that two this week. Uh, number one, the Eagles have reclaimed that uh, just because of what they did uh, with their running game, put 50, 40 points up uh, against this Packer team. Yes, they are super susceptible to run, but so is the Eagles. Uh, but they went against Aaron Rodgers, were able to knock Aaron Rodgers out of the game, uh, picked him twice. Uh, so they, as Sam mentioned, have shown that they can beat you in a multitude of ways, and that's why they have taken number one. But that one and two spot is is super interchangeable. Um, at this point, even with the Eagles being 10 and one. So that's yeah, man. In for this week. There you go. Some, uh, it's interesting that some teams won and you, you bounced them back like the, uh, like, uh, I, where is it? The bills won. They were fifth last week, bounced back a little bit. It's the Vikings impressive win over the Patriots bounced them back a little bit, but Hey man, it's your power rankings and it's how you feel. So right. you'll, it'll all pan out. You'll see. It'll make sense. It'll it'll make sense. You'll see. Yeah, there we go. So uh, speaking of uh, 
you know, big games and whatnot. College football had a huge game. We don't talk enough uh, college football on this podcast. I'll be the first to admit it, but we have to talk about this game. The uh, Michigan Wolverines went into Columbus and just beat down the Ohio State Buckeyes 45 to 23. It's their first win in Columbus since 2000. That's just wild. I have some crazy stats that I reeled off to you before. Did you know the last win, as I just mentioned, 2000, November 18th, 2000, CJ Stroud wasn't born yet. Tom Brady didn't play in the NFL yet. Jim Harbaugh was the quarterback at, for the San Diego Chargers. And Ryan Day was a quarterback at the University of New Hampshire. And Chip Kelly was his offensive coordinator. That was 22 years ago. Second straight win for Michigan in the last two years in this rivalry. Big game. What are your uh, just initial thoughts on uh, on this game being the, the Big East, uh, the Big Ten guy that you are? Uh, this is huge for Michigan. This is a huge game for Michigan. And I I don't hate Michigan like I hate the Buckeyes. So I was I was loving every second of the Buckeyes getting destroyed. Um because it, it literally was a repeat of last year, uh, of how they were able to run the ball on them and they couldn't stop their big plays. And I think it's it's that's John Harbaugh, right? Right. It was Jim Harbaugh. John's the Ravens coach. Yeah, I always yeah. confuse them. Whatever. John John is the older one. Jim is the younger one, which is crazy because if you look at them, it looks the exact opposite. But anyway, uh, seeing what he's done when, when COVID happened, everybody was looking to get him the hell up out of there, uh, saying that he had to go, and how this team has turned around since that point in time. And to be able to put up 45 on Ohio State, and only limit them to 23. This team is, if they're not the one seed after, I mean, they're going to be the two seed because n- nobody's beating Georgia right now. They're going to be right. the two seed. Um, I wonder where Ohio State goes now. I think they probably go to four or five because they're only one loss. Um, and the strength of their schedule is going to keep them around there. But, damn, the watching the Wolverines, what they did to that team, everybody should be scared of them. Everybody should be scared of them this year. I don't think last year they should have been scared of them. This year, everybody should be scared of them because I feel like they've kind of figured it out now. Um, so they've turned it around. Now maybe, hopefully, the Nittany Lions can do that, but they probably won't. Thanks, James Franklin. Appreciate you. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> that is that. Yeah, so uh, as you mentioned, the the 12-0 and 0 boat Bulldogs. Man, I cannot speak today. The 12-0 and 0... Georgia Bulldogs are first in the AP poll. Uh, Michigan's two. TCU is three. USC, uh, we don't have enough time to talk about how great Caleb Williams has been looking um, for the Trojans, are four and Buckeyes five and, and the Crimson Tide six here. Uh, yeah, I I think it'll be interesting when the uh, the playoff uh, rankings are unveiled later tonight and, you know, after, after all the bowl games or the uh, – the, the, what is it the conference games on saturday but you know just uh it was a, a fun day in college football a and m took down fifth ranked lsu uh south carolina took down clemson and oregon state 21st ranked oregon state took down the uh oregon the ninth rank uh ducks so it was just a big upset day in uh 
in college football. So, yeah, huh? very much so. Hey, let's talk uh, baseball quick. Uh, Detroit Tigers future Hall of Famer Miguel, Miguel Cabrera said that next year will be his final season. It's also the last year of an eight year, $248 million extension for his career. He's hit 308. 507 home runs, 1,800 RBIs, 1,500 plus runs scored, 3,088 hits. But last year was one to forget. Only five home runs, 43 RBIs, 25 runs on a really bad Tigers team. Uh, This is an example why these long deals given to guys over 30 is usually not a good idea. You get the Robbie Canoes, you get the Cabrera. Pujols was fun to watch this last season, but... Uh, you know, the, the stats did not back it up the last couple of years. So, yeah, first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the best right-handed power hitters you will ever see. Uh, but, you know, is he, you know, is he doing more harm than good playing? Uh, you know, I don't think, this? I think Miggy should just sit, sit his ass down. He should have sat his ass down a couple of years ago. Uh, you you kind of alluded to that earlier. Uh, Miggy really hasn't been relevant, period. I think he was just, he stayed around because he knew that he had, some uh some records on the way uh be put there and and, i mean he's a hall of famer anyway but i mean it was kind of almost like patent stats um but yeah biggie should have retired like yeah i know you're making 31 million dollars a year to play baseball yeah Yeah, why why not um i mean he did get three thousand hits this year 500 home runs this year it was a um you know big year for him there or no he had 500 home runs last year but whatever uh yeah so certainly a hall of famer uh you know hopefully the tigers can make a make some strides they, they do have some young talent especially uh riley green spencer torkelson those pitchers they can all get healthy um but speaking of the al central former white Sox first baseman and uh i think he won the mvp in 2020 or 2021 uh jose Abreu agreed to a deal with the Houston Astros. Uh, Astros have been looking to uh, upgrade first base for a while. They traded for Trey Mancini at the deadline last year, and now they have, you know, a former MVP in Abreu. Uh, just, you know, the rich get richer there. Uh, just, I, I think it's going to be a, a great addition to that team, and, uh, you know, he's, he's certainly a pretty good hitter. Yeah, he'll fit in perfect there. He'll definitely fit in perfect there. It's is I immediately saw that and I said that line to you, the rich get richer. It's not surprising. It's upsetting to see it happen, but I can't be upset with it when the Yankees were doing that for pretty much all of our uh younger years, right? Going out and get those yeah, sure. stuff like that, right? So can't cry over spilled milk. Uh good for them. Um, and I'm sure they'll probably be around again for a potential World Series run next year because they seem to just never go away. This is, seems to be their decade. So yeah, spoiled Yankee fan here, but you. This is why the Yankees can't stop at just resigning Aaron Judge, because you know, it's it certainly wasn't enough, and Aaron Judge played out of his mind this year, and it was not enough. So, um, you know, DJ healthy, you know, let's see if you could add another pitcher, but the pitching was pitching was great, and just offense needs to be more consistent. We'll are they we'll see. Right yeah, Degrom Verlander, this uh. This kid coming over from Japan is apparently pretty good. I uh, don't know much about him, but there's there's still time. We'll dissect it when it comes. Need to do the old Yankee way, way and spend some money and try to get some people in the damn door. 
spend some money. We'll see what happens. And to round out the show, big World Cup win today as the United States beat Iran 1-0. They advance to the round of 16 versus the Netherlands uh, Saturday morning, I think 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh, Christian Pulisic, probably the best player on Team USA, right, Uh, scored the only goal but he left with an ab, uh, abdominal injury. So hopefully he's he can play. Not much news, you know, just happened recently. So not much news leaking out there. But uh, go Team USA. Uh, certainly we'll be watching Saturday morning. And, uh, you know, big big game. Uh, it's, it's fun to see USA soccer uh, matter. Well, this this game was huge for uh, USA soccer because this has been the talk since since they have not been in the World Cup for eight years. They missed the cut last or the last four years um, or four years ago, excuse me, I should say. Um, so to see this young team with these young players playing all in a lot of them playing in Euro leagues, uh, getting players from all over the place. We have a young man in there that's from our area and uh, Adams uh, that is playing out of his mind uh, in the middle of the field. But um seeing what they've done and seeing what, what Christian Pulisic did. And he is the face and kind of the, he's kind of like the most prolific football player, soccer player that the USC USA has seen at this point in time, because of how good he is and how he plays over in Europe. Uh, he playing for Man U, if I remember correctly, in one, um, what was it? A couple of years ago. So he's he's out there. There's there's the young kid that replaced him. I forgot his damn name. I just had it on the tip of my tongue. But he's playing in, in your league, and he's apparently like the next up and coming big name as well too. Uh, but I just love that a lot of these kids are from the tri-state area. Uh, so shout out to all, all the tri-state uh, kids out there, and shout out for what they're doing right now. This is this this game proved this game and the game against England prove that they can stay around. They have some staying power. They didn't let uh, England put any points on the board today. And then England beat Wales today, three nil, three nil, um, which was that says something there in itself. And then we're able to put up one against Iran and they should have, uh, uh, should have been one nil against uh, Wales. But this is, this is what U S soccer has been missing is a bunch of young kids that are aggressive, play well, and and are molding well together. So I'm enjoying what they're what they're doing. And shout outs to the head coach for wearing nothing but swaggy kicks out there too. Hell yeah, man. Much Hell yeah. You. And uh yeah, you mentioned it. USA captain Tyler Adams grew up uh the town that is in between your town and my town in Wappingers Falls. Uh went to to Ketchum High School, mm-hmm. uh, which is you know down the uh down the street from me. So it's like really just cool to see it. Um, cause that, you know, this isn't an area that produces athletes at that level. Um, and, uh, just cool to see another cool thing. As I mentioned, uh, what are you looking forward to this week? We haven't asked that question in a while, but, uh, our, uh, Newburgh free Academy goldbacks going to the, uh, state championship in football. Yeah, shout out to, to Mike Robinson and those boys. Yeah. Shout out Mike Rob. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I will definitely be doing a good old Newberg uh, chant for sure. Um, I will try to find a way to watch that. That game is where it's all I don't, game, right. If I remember correctly, uh, let me find out. What are you looking forward to this week aside from uh from that game? Uh, well, side NFA, 
Definitely uh, USA playing uh, the Netherlands. Watching KD go off again because he just dropped 45 points the other night. Um, and I'm liking how the Nets are now molding together. So I, I've been enjoying watching them and how they've been playing. The ball movement has been absolutely phenomenal. They're playing like a team. Um, now that you're not hearing anybody really talk about Kyrie anymore, it's back to basketball and these guys are playing extremely well. So I'm looking forward to to watching that. Um, and then I'm also looking forward just to, uh, you know, watch my boys play the Titans and then chill out. Because as we mentioned, those games this week on Sunday are going to be absolutely wild. So I'm 100% in the house most of the weekend. So, yeah. Love it, man. Yeah. Uh, that game's in Buffalo. Okay. Jeez. So, yeah, I don't, I, we'll figure out a way to watch it. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Shout out to, uh, to Newberg. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to this week, you know, uh, basketball, just some, some guys playing out of their minds right now. It's just been fun to watch. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what, we'll see what goes there. But basketball is starting to really ramp up for me, been getting more into it than I, have been and i've let the listeners down and now here i am here i am uh boy a guy that i didn't understand why the knicks didn't draft and uh, tyrese halliburton's just been been a a man (laughs) just playing amongst boys lately but just fun to watch that huge nfl week as we just mentioned and uh it's gonna be fun so thank you everyone who listened and got to this point this is episode 78 of the chasing points podcast For Brandon, my name is Sam. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you and your family had a great Thanksgiving. And uh, tell your friends. Follow us on Instagram at Chasing Points Podcast. Peace. Just real quick. um, Quick reminder, just in case you guys didn't know this was a thing. uh, Stop shaming your friends that don't put decorations all over the house and go crazy uh, for Christmas or want to put decorations up, you know, 42 days before Christmas and stop, just please stop decoration shaming them. Uh, they shouldn't have to do that. They can be in the spirit without actually having stuff up. I, I've been asked so many times in the past two weeks, if I was going to put up Christmas decorations and my answer every single time has been absolutely not. And I've been asked, why are you not going to do that? You're the Grinch. You're this, you're that. Um, so I'm going to put up decorations for myself to look at every day with nobody else to look at um, to only take them down and then have to store them or lug them from my parents' house to put them up here, to only put them back in, to lug them back to my parents' house. It's absolutely asinine. No, thank you. I will go to Devitt's or Adams up the street or any other place that has a bunch of decorum all over their house with white, black, Spanish, Asian Santa Clauses, all over the place with crazy ass colors and candy canes hanging all over the place and I'll celebrate them. How about that? All right. Mind your business. Damn it. Bye.